Hello, race fans, and welcome to Season 2020, Episode 26, the Danny Pedrosa episode of the Bacino Report, the podcast that gets past the hype and gives you the lowdown on what's really happening in the MotoGP paddock, which this week, unfortunately, is absolutely nothing. No MotoGP and no F1 makes Stu a very sad boy. Andrew, how have you stopped yourself from jumping off a tall building this week, my dear? You know what? I felt so lost. I had naps on Saturday and Sunday. Cause, and it was just like, what do we do? Oh, I don't know. I'll just have a nap. Yep. It, it was seriously. No, what? <laughs> it's, what do do? it's been crazy. It it's a... <laughs> felt completely lost. Exactly. And Manuel, you're still at home, I see. So I assume you've been doing lots of gardening this week, pottering around the house. No, just uh, throwing myself on the sofa and <laughs> starting, to, starting to look some series that I rarely watch TV, but this time I have discovered some good series. Oh, good what stuff. What are you watching? Good. I am watching on Apple, Apple TV uh-huh. yep. a, a series called Tehran. You know, the, like the capital of oh, Iran? Yes, yeah, yeah, capital of Iran. That yeah. sounds serious. Yeah, it's about spies and Mossad and all this mm. stuff. It's okay. I like it. Gripping stuff. I ended up... My weekend was that sad. We started watching The Ranch with um, Ashton Kutcher Ashton and Kutcher. and yes. um, Sam. Yeah. Sam. Sam, whatever his name is. Elliot. Elliot. That's, I, was Elliot. Gonna say, I was going to say peck and forth. I, I must say that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I've watched that a few times. It's actually quite cool. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like the country music in it. Exactly. Exactly. Indeed. So, yeah, after, uh, but, but the story goes on in Australia or in America? Uh, it's in America. It's, it's an American Texas, one. Of course. Oh, okay. Grande. The, the Ranch. I like If it was Texas. in Australia, they'd just be drinking beer, doing shoeies and <laughs> drinking goon bags off of clotheslines. There's not yes, much of a story in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've been watching um, Raised by Wolves on, oh, uh, on one, of the, one of the showcase channels, which is pretty cool. But I'm going to I'm gonna have to wait three weeks now before I can watch another show. That, right? We're about to have three weeks of racing. Oh, yeah. I've got a yes, lot of racing coming yes. Up. We have indeed. Yeah. And speaking of the first one, this weekend we're back to uh, back to racing again, as as uh, as we'd all, always hoped for a long time. And I'll throw to Andrew. Where are we racing this weekend, my dear? Wow! Wow! Well, yes, a remember French racetrack. Are you ready? Go for it. We yeah. shall we, sh- we shall be racing in Le Mans. Yeah! <laughs> oh. He has Is that had a bit of an improvement? She has had some French classes. So I'm actually starting French lessons next week, so I'm going to go in and go, I know French, and I'll, I'll chuck <laughs> that one out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, a very a very different racetrack to some of the ones that they've been on recently, um, and I have been seeing some of the weather reports. It's going to be quite cold and rainy as well. So that, um, Are we back-to-back yeah. back there? Uh, no, just no, one. No, just the one oh, just race one. there, and then we're back yes. to Spain again. Because if there were two races there, I imagine that not many riders would return from Le Mans. Le Mans. How come? Why? What is it about this? Because track? look, it's so cold. It's in a region called the. Well, in, Do you want in me to pronounce region, it for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it, it's the rainy region of France, basically. Mm-hmm. So I normally. Seen a ra- raining race yet. Yeah, no, but normally when the championship goes there, it's in uh, May, okay? Mm. And it's in May, that is our spring. It's already cold. It's it's uh, not close to the sea, but it's oh, a lot of, it's flat. 
so the clouds come from the sea and the weather changes within one hour, one hour and a half. Yeah. And this makes Le Mans very critical. Okay. So we'll Le most likely have a rain rain for the race. Uh, that is, uh, I would say the probability is very high, you know, mm. until yesterday it was 100% of chances. Now I've seen this morning, it's about 70%. Yeah. But uh, the most characteristic is that it will be very cold. The high temperature of the day will be around the 40s, 14s, 40, 14s, 14, oh, 14. One, four, yep. one, one, so, four. And this is the highest temperature of the day. So imagine during the day. So this will mean that the ground will be around the 12th, the 13th. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is super critical, you know. And I have been speaking with uh, team manager and team technicians, and they are, are like um, begging for it to rain. <laughs> because, if it's dry, it's just going to tear some tires up, isn't it? And there's going to be a few teams. No, and like it, yeah. for the riders, you know, when it rains, the rider go out uh, with some uh, coaches taking care because they know oh, yeah. that Oceans. it's yep. slippery, yep. slippery, right? And he said, okay, because if it's uh, dry, even with low temperature, riders go out and see a dry surface and they go for it and yep. it's extremely dangerous in terms of uh, crashing is a uh, with this temperature if it's dry. Yeah. yeah if it's dry so so now that i thought i was getting the handle on tires <laughs> on these hot <laughs> tracks what do we expect to see who is gonna who's better in this cold wet weather which bikes is it gonna suit Look, uh, the, the first thing I said with this temperature, it's a whole challenge for the tire maker, mm. you know, because normally you look normally that the, these tires work well when it's how much 30 degrees on the, on the ground, 25, mm. 30 degrees. But with this temperature, the tire just don't heat up or they cool down if the rider doesn't push constantly on the track. Yep. Because you know that the bikes go out, the tires, when they go on the track, they are preheated, right? And the temperature of these tires is a minimum 70 degrees, seven zero. So this is when the tire are uh, working. So if they go out and keep pushing, okay, the temperature stays there. But as soon as a rider relaxes a little bit and it falls down, then they have a problem. So for the Michelin, it will be a whole challenge to, to produce tire capable to perform in Le Mans. This is mm. a factor number one. So we've seen Ducati have a lot of problems with front and rear tires recently. So are they gonna be more susceptible than anybody else at this track? Uh, I don't think so. Look, the Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, is one, is a typical or the prototype of a stop and go track. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stop what does that mean? Go, that means that there is a straight, there is a hundred, almost a hundred eighty degrees turn and then another straight then braking another. So it means the rider has to stop the bike, turn the bike and go. Good for G-Caddy then with their takeoff and the long straights? No, the straights aren't long. Oh. They aren't, uh, uh, Ducati has an advantage in these circuits where 
starting from the fifth and the sixth gear. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So the first acceleration is almost the same. The power comes in when it, it comes to, to push the bike at the la, uh, in the last uh, gears. Mm -hmm. okay. Is it better for the good breakers because of the... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good breaker. But this year we have seen that the new tire has changed completely the behavior of the bike. Okay, mm -hmm. the, this new rear tire that is driving crazy all the Hondas and Dovizioso and Petrucci, these rear tires has neutralized the strong point of the Ducati. That was exactly what you meant, Andra. That was arriving, heartbreaking, mm. just turning the bike and accelerating. Mm -hmm. This new tire is much better uh, in the speed that allows uh, the bike in the, in the corner, you know, in the corner speed. Mm -hmm. the, grip, the, the, the grip on high lean angle is higher, but as soon as they lift the bike, their grip on pure acceleration isn't that good. So this has penalized the two most powerful bikes on the grid. I think are, it's been good for Suzuki as well. Like it, it, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Look, because in the field, they are basically two types of bikes, okay? Andra, this is a free lesson. <laughs> I'll pay attention. Nothing's free. <laughs> Look, that is the bikes that um, are basically, the, co the concept is to have a powerful bike, right? And the other, the other concept is to have an agile bike. The one uh, who... Ducati and Yamaha? No. The one who, who apply on power are Ducati and Honda. Honda, yep. Ducati and Honda. Oh, and, sorry, yeah. And their idea is, if I am fast on the straight and I arrive in front of another bike, then he won't be able to overtake me in the, in the, in the turning part. Because and they sound I am, like hard corners to overtake on if it's that. Sorry? What do you call it? If it's that sharp a corner, is it hard to overtake people on those corners? No, to overtake on a corner is very difficult once you are in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they say, I get out of the corner. I just open the gas. I have more power. I arrive first again into the next corner. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. the concept of uh, Ducati and Honda. That's the whole right? philosophy. Pizza yeah. delivered. Yeah, Did they are delivering get... something here. Okay. <laughs> this is the concept. And this is basically an engineering concept. Because on a bike, what makes the difference is to show the engine. You know, the engineers are proud. Mm -hmm. Look, yep. my bike is the fastest. Mm -hmm. Because this can be measured, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, the, other, the other type of bike are the agile bikes. Mm -hmm. And their thinking is, look how interesting. The engine said, I am the boss on the straight. And the others say, on a circuit, 20% is basically turning. 80% uh, uh, is turning, 20% mm. are straights. So I do a bike that is better in 80% of the track. Is that Yamaha? That's Yamaha and that's Suzuki. That's Suzuki, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> and and uh, KTM and Aprilia are in the middle of nowhere. Middle. But yep, these yep, two yep. groups are like this, right? So this is very, this is the principal characteristic. So, and this makes that 
some bikes are uh, better in some circuits than in others. Mm. For example, look in Barcelona two weeks ago, how long did it take for Mir to overtake uh, Jack and his Ducati? Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what I explained to you. Jack was slower than Mir, clearly, because once Miss, uh, Mir overtook him, he just turned away. Mm -hmm. But what did Jack do? He got out on the straight in Barcelona. Bam! Yep. 280 horsepower. Yep. And Mir was like this behind him, but he never managed mm -hmm. to get there. And just kept because, blocking the entry into the corner every time and he just couldn't get past him. Yeah, because to overtake somebody on braking, you have to be at least at the same, uh, at, at the same position, mm -hmm. you know? Those, this was a clear example of what is a Ducati compared with an Agile bike. Yep. Do you want to see the opposite? Do you remember in Misano how Mir over, was overtaking the riders he had in front at the end of the straight in oh, the change of direction? Change of direction. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful to watch. Yeah. That's a bike that is more Agile, mm -hmm. you know? So, but it's much more difficult and much more risky to overtake yeah. like this. And the amount of ground that the Suzuki would make up as well in Austria around turns six and seven as well. Yeah, Similar look, kind of concept. In, in Misano, the straight is so short that Ducati has, they couldn't um, take the profit of his power at the end of the straight. So the, that, that allowed Mir to overtake him in the change of direction because mm. he was very, very close. Exactly. Okay. So if you, if you want, we can do a small parenthesis here and, and uh, talk quickly about the different ways of overtaking that exist. Sure. Yeah. Shall we? Okay. Go so very, uh, I, I, this is one of my favorite uh, matters, you know, because there is basically just taking, taking photos a, of us. Taking a photo for Instagram. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ilimitados. Very good. Oh, yeah. we've got hours. Keep talking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, Stu, how many overtaking maneuvers do you think exist in a race, in a motorcycle race? I think there might be about five. Which are? <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me a shot oh, here. Go on. Okay. Speed, speed on the straight. On the straight. Overtaking pure speed. Overtaking. Yes, yeah, speed. I write it down. Speed. On a corner. Ah, there's more than one in a corner though. On a oh. corner? No, no. Hang on. More. If you're Zarko taking someone off the track. <laughs> <laughs> That's Zarko, three. Zarko so there's, there's six. There's five and Zarko. And Zarko way. Zarko way. <laughs> So there's uh, there's entry into a corner. There's a pro there's approaching. There's outbreaking someone into a corner. Outbreaking, okay. Yep. There's it's accelerating the out of a corner. Sorry, stool oh, number two. Making... Oh. <laughs> I'll say accelerating out of a corner. Okay, acceleration. Yep. Andra. I was trying to be a smartass. My answer wasn't wasn't accurate. Um, <laughs> No, I'm no, your answer besides... with Zarko was very interesting. This well, was that's a... still a way to overtake. You just knock him off the track and you <laughs> cut him off. That, the problem is that he doesn't overtake. <laughs> yeah. He just destroys everything who is around. Yeah. yeah. 
So we've got change of direction as well. As uh, can we can we talk yes, about that? Yes, good, yep. good. Yep. Change of direction, like Mir did in Misano. Exactly, that's right. I need a clue. So there's only, there's one left. Two left. Oh. Two left. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. I I give you a how to say say a clue. Yeah, go yes. on. Yes, please. When is the moment of the race where a rider can overtake or lose more positions? Start line. At the start. Exacto. Muy bien. Oh, wunderbar. Start. There you go. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. Wunderschön. And then, and then there is an overtaking that. Uh, Slipstream. Slipstreaming. Ah, that's good. Ooh. Ah. Well done, Stu. He should get a gold star. Look at Stu with his tats out tonight. Well, Sounds then like we which, Then there is another one, Stu. Okay. Oh. Another one, another one that is not really an overtaking, but we leave it to the last point. First, we explain quickly these uh, these uh, points you 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 just mentioned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please tell me you kept mine in though, because mine should count. Zarko. Okay, Zarko. Okay. But or knocking people uh, off. Or knocking people. Pushing that's them not off. overtaking. <laughs> but it is if uh, you push them off and you end up in front of them. <laughs> Well, Technically, you have overtaken them. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you are starting to think like a racer. And I don't Ooh. even mean knocking them off, but you've seen them. I've seen some of the riders push someone wide to get exactly. them off their but racing line. Very good. Look, we, we, then we go down to this. There is a way of overtaking that in reality, it's not overtaking. You just occupy the place where the rider in front of you Mm -hmm. Is thinking to go. Ah, uh, the block pass. Exactly. It's called the block ah. pass. Yeah. If you are, be, but in reality, you don't, you don't overtake. You just occupy the, pla the place where he was thinking in exactly. going to. So he has to go avoid, the man yeah. avoid the maneuver. Exactly. Okay. This is a way of overtaking without overtaking. Mm. Right? That's which is what you were saying, Andrew. That's exactly that. Yes. Say I'm learning. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, good. You have the racer spirit. Okay, uh, outbreaking, no? Breaking, mm -hmm. uh, it's the most, uh, no, it's not the safest, but it's the most common overtaking, right? To, to make an overtaking on breaking, you have to be, you have to have two um, virtues or two, two situations. One is that you have to be at the same level of the rider that you are overtaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, here the same level here, or you have to have a bike that is quicker in flipping into the turn. Uh, okay, yep, yep. So is that coming up to a corner but breaking later so that you're in front of the other rider? Or breaking later is a way. Breaking, breaking later, breaking at harder, the, or, or breaking at the same or time. breaking Turn at the same uh, yeah. Yeah, or at the same uh, position, but you have the good side of the corner getting yeah. in. Okay. okay. And then there is the other breaking where you break a little bit. The other one is better than you in breaking, but you have a, a bike that is quicker in flipping in. This happens, for example, the Ducati is a bike that breaks extremely late, but is not good in getting into the Not turn. as agile. Exactly. Perfect. 
very good. Outbreaking. In acceleration, this is easy, you know. In Barcelona, we have seen the overtake, always the Ducati, you know, they come out behind the Yamaha and they can overtake mm -hmm. or whatever. This is pure engine, right? But for this, you need a harsh acceleration, okay, yep. that you can overtake the bike is in front of you. And then we have this change direction that we have explained, no? Mm -hmm. The bike that is much more agile, that it overtakes without braking. It's just in a in a maneuver, you know, where the, the bike in front is more lazy in changing yes. direction and you have a more agile bike. Yeah. But then you flip it. Which is typical, yeah, exactly what we saw with the Suzuki. That's, yeah, a typical Suzuki, exactly. Can I butt in quickly? Yeah. Sorry? In that, so when I've watched, now when I'm watching the races too, so if you're in front, I know that they've got the boards that tell them who's behind them, mm -hmm. but they've also, they've really got a, they might go, yep, all right, I know such and such is close. They would then, do they choose the line they take thinking someone is directly behind them or is it only if they go, yep, I've seen them, I need to be defensive? Look, uh, the other day, uh, Spargaro explained it very well. In a race in Misano, he had uh, Vinales or Quartararo behind him, I don't mm -hmm. remember. And he said very clear, I knew it was a Yamaha. So I knew how to defend myself. I just oh, sorry, had, yeah, you said, yeah. I just had to block the fast lines. That was yep. Yamaha's mm -hmm. strong point. And this is what he did for about eight laps. It was the Suzuki that was behind him. Yeah. So an answer to right question, yes, him? exactly, yeah. Hmm. But then sometimes and, they do that thinking there might be someone close. Because they're not looking. No, and, that, and that's why they rely on the... Oh, on the so on they can the, hear the other... Can, yeah. yeah, no, they, they read on the board, okay? Yeah, and they, that's only and, once a lap, they get to see that. Yeah, but they know the situation. So, and okay. when the rider behind is very close, the rider in front can perfectly distinguish the sound of the, the, his engine and the one who is okay. behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He can only hear this when it's very close. Yeah. And okay. just, just on that, on that Manuel, they'd be able to know, like if, if, if they hadn't had a pit board, just in the sound of the engine, they'd know what bike that is behind them as well. Like they'd know if it's a Ducati or a, or a Yamaha, wouldn't they as well? They'd, they'd know yeah, the I, think, I think so. Yeah. They are typical, the Ducati, you know, everyone knows how it sounds. Mm -hmm. And more them that they are professional and they hear it constantly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. We done it. Now we were on, where were we? Regarding uh, the tracks. Knocking and people off the track. <laughs> knocking people off the track. Yes, that's a very uh, French way of overtaking. <laughs> no, but we covered, is that, I was, yeah, so it's about that <laughs> defensive racing line thing is what I actually mean if I was being serious. Yeah, yeah, the block pass. Yeah, the block pass is very interesting. You know, the block pass. But look, Edward, you are not... Uh, in this uh, for a long time, so you don't remember the one, look, the two Thank specialists. Thank you for saying that nicely, Manuel. <laughs> no, look. I guess uh, so young. The, two, so the, young. the best two in block passing are Valentino Rossi and Mark Marquez. Yep. And block passing is a very aggressive way of overtaking. Mm -hmm. So what happens when they, in the past, now, in the past, when they met on the circuit, there were always a bad end of this story. Mm -hmm. We saw this in Argentina. We saw this in so many places. Still, yep. Remember? Yeah. 
now they don't have the chance anymore because Marquez is in one level and Valentino is behind. Yeah. But in the past, every time they met on the track, the story finished with one rider down or with a clash or with sparks everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, because both are super aggressive. And, and actually, the guy who is the most aggressive is Mark Marquez. He overtakes many times. I saw times. That, that race he fell off. He block he passing. Fell off and, and, yep. and many riders think that's kind of dirty riding, you know? Yeah, maybe mm. he, take, he takes it that bit too far. That's right. Yeah, we've spoken about yeah, that. Yeah, the, 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 line, the line between aggressivity and dirty in this type of overtaking is very thin. Yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay, what's next? Next, let, let's have a look. Although it's very, this year it's very unprecise. To, let's try to find out which bike will, be, will perform better or worse on the tracks that are left. Yeah. Yeah, so after, indeed, so after Le Mans, where are we going? We're back to Spain. We are going to Spain, uh, to Aragon, in mm -hmm. a double race, double Grand Prix. Yep. And normally, uh, Aragon is an absolutely kingdom of Marc Marquez. Yep. And That's and when he's coming back. Is he coming back then? Exactly. I think he will come back. Look, yesterday I got an information that he wanted to go to Le Mans, but this time he has hurt his team, you know? Because returning in Le Mans for Marc Marquez would, be, would have been kind of a roulette. With mm. those conditions, it was very easy to oh, crash. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been really another super risky moment right yeah probably no point doing it he's not in the in the championship standing so he may as well just wait till aragon so he will the, the idea is that him returning in aragon i don't know there are two versions look they the version say once uh, once uh, mark returns he will return on full power you know right bang coming returning. how many points do they get for winning a race 25 25. Oh. He said yesterday okay. in Spain in an interview that seeing how wrong or how bad, the, uh, how many mistakes the other riders are doing, mm -hmm. that every time he sees this, he has more and more wish to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how hard that would be sitting watching, hey? Yeah. Yeah, but Ed, he, okay. he's right. No one has put their hand up and really taken hold of the championship. Like Quattararo is the closest to do it, but still no one's really you know Stu, I, I i don't think if if they just have lost the reference because when there is a reference in any sport okay mm. this is the guy to beat when he disappears so nobody really knows who is the one to fight with yeah you understand exactly. yeah i'm looking at the points he could still come back and win yeah theoretically he could There'd need to be a lot of crashes around him. There'd need to be a lot of DNA. Well, what if he comes back and rides like he did before he had his break? He could win every race. Yep. Yeah, but then you have to see how the first of the championship is Quartararo. Yeah. How Quartararo will perform, how, you know. Yeah, if Quartararo I, I mean, is getting second or third every race, yeah. then Marquez is only oh, getting five or eight still, more yeah, points. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Gotcha. so he would yeah. need a lot of, uh, how do you say, domino effect, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He but could do a Zarco 
and just take Quartararo out. Take them all out. First race, like <laughs> it could, well, it'd be it'd be could do a Lorenzo and just take uh, everybody out on turn look, ten. I, I, I think that nobody would survive to the crashes like Zarco does. You know, he yeah. he must be kind of a. You see Zarco right out of the flames. Rubber, <laughs> rubber skeleton. He has a rubber skeleton. He does. Zarco. He does. Indeed. So anyway, let's go back to where we were. So we're talking Aragon. Okay. Aragon. Oh. Aragon normally is a... It's a Honda track. It's a Mark Marquez track. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is another thing. Look, there are tracks that suits to the bikes, but then to the riders as well. Yeah. As you we know, said for example, the other week. Look, the best example is uh, Andrea Dovizioso in Phillip Island. Mm-hmm. Every a- time Andrea Dovizioso goes to Phillip Island, he arrives thinking... If I do seventh, eighth, it's okay. But, because he says, because our bike is not good enough for this circuit, so two years ago, a guy called uh, Alvaro Bautista was given a ride as a wild card because the the other rider was injured. Mm -hmm. And Alvaro went out... On which bike? On the Ducati, Ducati. the oh, same okay. bike, yep, yep, yep. the same bike than Dovizioso. So yep. he went out and was in the race fighting for the podium. Suddenly, Dovizioso finished that race on the podium. Mm-hmm. He was, oh, hang on, it's all—it's in the mental oh, side, isn't it? Claro, mm-hmm. it's all, yeah. like Maverick last last race. Yeah. Well, Maverick, yeah. yeah, it's all in in the brain. So, okay, you have the tool that maybe matches to that circuit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work. You know, mm-hmm. Valentino, who is the worst, which is his worst circuit in the, in the calendar? Valencia. Okay. Valencia, where uh, Jorge Lorenzo used to win with a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very difficult. You know, there are some characteristics that may help. But then at the end, it's also down to the rider. Yeah, exactly. So with Aragon, what's what's the Yamaha like around there? Like traditionally, what what sort of results are we expecting from like Quadraro and Morbidelli, especially? Uh, yeah, um, Aragon has a very, 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 very long straight. Remember? Yep. Downwards. Mm-hmm. Let me <laughs> let me tell you a story. Two thousand and fifteen, race in Aragon. Andra. Valentino Rossi was fighting for the championship on a Yamaha. And he was fighting for the third position with Danny Pedrosa on a Honda. That mm-hmm. was in the twisty part of the circuit. Valentino here, here in the back mm-hmm. of, of Pedrosa's bike. Here, here, here. So when they went out on the straight, Pedrosa opened the gas and then the slower Yamaha lost, lost, lost pace. So at the end of the race, Valentino didn't make it to overtake um, Pedrosa. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? After the race, Valentino went to see Pedrosa in his motorhome and told him, Danny, you are not fighting for the championship. So I am fighting for the championship. So let me pass because it's not your game. What? Yes. Well, this happened between the writers. It's a matter of respect. But this shows how, what we explained before, how a bike can block a faster bike. You know, a slower rider can block a faster faster rider just by having his uh, stronger bike. And this is the situation that can happen. But first, what would would Danny's response have been? 
Okay, it's a long time ago. It's a long time ago, now I can say it. He said exactly, if you are looking for a friend, it's too late. Ooh, go Danny. Yeah. And you remember what happened in 2015 or not, Stu? Uh, which bit? The main thing I remember about 2015 was Argentina. No, no. What happened with Did all of Danny's family get taken out or something? No, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that was, um, was it 16, where Valentino lost the championship? Oh, right, right. Of course, yeah, we lost it to Mark, yes. Yeah, definitely. 2015, I think. Yes, yeah. that was 2015, yep. And then uh, they said that there, there, is, there was a Spanish armada against Valentino and so on and so on. Yeah. So this sentence was inside this whole story, and the sentence was very clear. Yeah. If you are looking uh, for a friend, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a magic year indeed. Okay, so I'll do the cowboy uh, whistle, but I can't do the cowboy whistle. Almost. Can you do it? Which one? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so, so okay, Ar Aragon. So, uh, so it's, Aragon. A, it's a Aragon, long straight I, Ducati Honda suits them really I would well. Say, I would say if the Ducatis, the Ducatis there can block the race. Yep. Okay. If the Yamaha start in front, maybe they have a chance. So it's an open race, basically. Yep. So maybe okay. we might see Every... Peko in with the chance as well? Yes, 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 yes. Nice. nice. Peko could be, do well. And obviously, who are the other challengers? Hombre, uh, there we will have Quartararo, who is fast in, on every track. Mm -hmm. a, a question mark is Mir, what they are going to do there. Yeah, I was going to ask about Suzuki and KTM. Are they, do you think they're, they're, they're too far out of it for a track like Aragon? No, KTM, KTM will do well. By the way, the other week, our friend Dani Pedrosa was testing in Valencia. Right. So, you know, again. So where, are they, where are they going after Aragon? <laughs> and they have tested in Aragon. So the only, the only uh, circuit where they didn't test was Barcelona and it didn't go very well for them. Yeah. So you can expect something good the next races. Nice. So going back to the cold temperature, wet weather, does that change? Are there riders that perform better in those conditions? No. Or is it same, same? It's the same. Okay. Maybe, maybe uh, some risk more than others. Yeah. Look, I have, a, I, uh, going quickly back to France, for me, France is ba basically a surviving race. Yep. Mm -hmm. oh. It's better to return from France with less points than with a cast a broken on leg. or broken yep. leg or a cast somewhere. So exactly. we haven't okay. had one of those weekends for a while. I don't know if I can handle the stress. Yeah, that'll be good. And realistically, Especially the way those... I always look at it is a, a wet track removes any advantage that the, a, a bike or a rider might have. It, it really equalizes the whole track. This is why in wet races, you see a lot of the satellite teams uh, getting up there and having having good podiums or winning, like with, with Jack Miller's first win when he was racing for um, Australia Galicia back in Assen, um, a satellite yeah. team winning. On, on on wet, the good guys on wet, the best on wet is Danilo Petrucci. If it rains, yes. he's a one victory challenger. Another mm -hmm. one is Jack. Yep. You know, in this point, big guys have an advantage because you know, for them to control the mm. bike is easier. Mm. No? Exactly. Jack exactly. is big. Uh, Petrucci is big. That's it. That's it. So, after Aragon, where are we going Valencia. to next? Valencia. And Valencia. That's, a, that's another double header, isn't it? 
Yes, Valencia is a disaster. For Valentino, disaster. Yep. It's a disaster track for Dovizioso. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that why Dovizioso way. has thrown away in Misano and in Barcelona his championship. Mm -hmm. yep. So he, you can just erase him from the championship. Dovi yeah. has no way. No, and no. what are the main it's, characteristics of that track? Is it more of a It's a go-kart. It's a go-kart track. There you go. You know? Yeah, so, that, yeah. That, that's a track for Suzuki. Suzuki will perform that really well. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a track for KTM. It's a track for Yamaha. So, I was going to say, so that surprises me why, why Valentino does so terrible there because the track sounds like it would suit his riding style. Exactly, and his bike. No, but he doesn't like it. He say, it's too twisty okay. and it says, he says that it's a small Maybe he doesn't enjoy it as much. So he's yeah. like... Personal thing, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And I tell you something, it, it will be interesting to see how it will affect mentally the two big mistakes Valentino has done. You know, he has mm. thrown himself out of the championship. We will see in the next races if we will see a Valentino with his arms down yep. or if he just will be strong enough mentally to let it in the back. Yeah. Do, okay. do you know what I'm keen to see this weekend? Quarter hour How the moto... No. <laughs> he's, too, he's too pure for me. Um, the Moto3 riders on, on Le Mans sounds like wow. that's going to be very wow. entertaining. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's a good point, yes. It's going to be shit everywhere. <laughs> but the Moto3 is the, is, the, is the race to watch in Le Mans. Yes. Yes. It's so, I enjoy that as much as watching MotoGP. Oh, it's so, a freight yeah. train. It's going to be magic. I think wow. that one of the one of the best comments I ever heard was I think from one of the F1 guys that described his Moto Three perfectly. He called it a rubber shod centipede of speed. <laughs> I love it. And this exactly it's like one after the other. It's yeah. fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um so okay. and then last race, and then Portugal. Yes. Portugal. Yeah, wild card. I don't think we if we mentioned this the the track is a new track by the way. The one this I've week, never ridden on before. That's this it. week the riders are knowing the track riding street on bikes. Street bikes, yeah. Super bikes basically. Oh, we're gonna have to strap ourselves in for the, the these. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. So they'll, yeah, they'll have they'll have some knowledge of the track just from yeah racing as you say, just street bikes, super but, bikes. But but uh, this situation is perfect for whom? For the guys with most more talent. Yeah, exactly. There are riders who need a lot of case to be fast, mm -hmm. right? And this mm -hmm. is good. This is for them. It's very good. This double Grand Prix because yeah. they have time. But yeah. going to an unknown track, you know, the guy with, bah, they will be fast. Who are these guys? Yeah. Number one. No, but number one is Marquez. Oh, He's Mark, the king. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Then we have guys with talent is Mir. A guy with talent is Jack. Yep. A guy with talent is Peko. Peko, definitely Peko. Yep. Guys who need to more to run in is Dovizioso. You know, mm -hmm. you can see uh, the guys with talent, they will, they, there we will see very clear who is talented and who is a long distance rider. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, think about KTM as well. I think it probably suits Brad more than it suits Paul. I think Paul will... No, Paul has mountains of talent, Stu. Really? Yes. Th I, I, I thought he was one that would more build than, no, than no, no, go, no. go fast straight away. He's super... Well, you see how many times he crashes. He's super explosive. <laughs> he know? does scratch a lot. He does. I've seen him walk off the track. He's explosive. 
<laughs> like like a robot, you know? <laughs> With his airbag out there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so this is this is a little bit the theory. Then in these crazy years, everything goes the opposite way that it's normal. Yeah, so we've we've got what five, six races left or something like that, and we still don't know. I haven't got any clue who's going to win. When's the season normally start? How much break am I looking at after these races? Normally March. First race is in March. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So you don't you don't have that long to wait. Oh, shit. I don't know if I love you guys or hate you guys for, for this. For doing no, but this. The, uh, Edra, the winter is long. <laughs> Look. Yeah. You, or summer for uh, us. I, I take... Uh, well, for you, summer. I take December normally like, oh, finally, after nine months traveling around the world, I am. Yeah. When it comes January, I try to invent a Grand Prix for, to escape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. indeed. Draw no, we, pictures we and the race them around. That's all we do. We just, oh. we just sit in the sun and watch No, the we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I, think, I think it will be easier if I pass this uh, quarantine in Australia, in the sun that I is think, the cold air. I think you might I have to. I think you should. Yes, yeah. I think you should. <laughs> definitely, definitely indeed. Okay, right. guys. Fantastic. Absolutely amazing week. Like, there's been no racing, but we've had an incredible conversation, as always. Thank you so much, Manuel. It's been Yeah, the, the, this, time, this time it has been more a conversation than an analysis. No, but it's fun. Exactly. I have fun. We talk about bikes. That is what we really... Yeah. I enjoy these and weeks more than actual race weeks. And I ask silly questions and I learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Andrew, so before we go, have you got some messages yes. for our listeners and our viewers? I know listeners and viewers. Our, our YouTube thing's doing pretty well. So I've got to remember to not scratch my nose or whatever, remembering yeah, we're on video. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like as all, <laughs> as always, um, drop us messages. Always love the messages coming through. We're now on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Please share us. Tell your mates about us. Get it out there. Um, you know, we, we're watching our followers grow and grow, but we want to just, I don't know, want to reach the whole world. There's world not, domination. You know I'm also getting frustrated that F1 gets a lot more coverage on our news here in Australia than MotoGP. It does indeed. So I think it's something we need to rectify. Yep. But do. yeah, so and Instagram, Andrew underscore at the Pacino report. We've got quick draw underscore 73. And we've got, why is there no you in your name, by the way? It's Are you thing. illiterate? It's a thing. Okay. And Manuel on PacinoGP.com. Yes. Yes. Or the English version. The English version. I have two fantastic articles. One is about uh, engine brake. Nice. Ooh. How does it work? It's mm -hmm. very cool. It's very, when you got it explained properly, it's the most basic uh, thing. So I'll understand it? Yes. Yes, exactly. I wrote it for Endra's <laughs> level. <laughs> it's a In new crayon? Level. It's a new In crayon? Level. crayon on a napkin. <laughs> I am getting there. <laughs> and then I also wrote an article about how are the race tire chosen inside the garage. Oh, the process cool. is incredible, incredible. You know that I didn't know doing this article, I found out that in each garage, there is a crew only dedicated to choose the rear, the two tires, but basically really? the rear tire on Sunday. How do I they get have, that job? They have softwares to do something incredible. They every, every afternoon or every evening 
during the Grand Prix, they have a lot of uh, designs, mm -hmm. but they control their riders and the riders of the other boxes. Considering how many laps they did, what temperature was when they did this and this time, mm -hmm. uh, everything, everything. They are like spying each other constantly. So I love on some of the some of the docos I watched, and you can hear them going what tires are such and such using and, and they've yes. got their little spies and I'm thinking, I wonder how often they make up like they bullshit what tires they're really using. Cause they're all, Ooh, what did they have? Oh yeah. There's three there. And, and, and you know, on Sunday, look, this is so interesting. <laughs> on Sunday, Michelin gives them the best tires they have mm -hmm. for the race. Tires that have been not heated during the weekend. Yep. They are completely virgins. Yep. So, and I ask him, what's, which are the best tires? He said, the ones that are completely round. <laughs> so there are, some, there are some, this means that there are some that are not completely not round. round. Like a 50 cent <laughs> piece. Yeah. yeah. So they have some machines that calculate, obviously we are talking of 0 0.00 millimeters yeah. uh, difference, but Catch machines brand, yeah. to, to, to find out which are the, round, the good ones. And these ones, they... Uh, keep it for Sunday. Absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. And so there you go, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go and have a good read of those articles, get yourselves over to PacinoGP.com or PacinoGP.es and go and have a look at those, uh, at those stories. Otherwise, rewind this, uh, this podcast and have another listen to Manuel's words of wisdom as per usual. And we shall see you or hear you again next week after the race in mm -hmm. France, Andra. After, after Andra, where? Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, <laughs> Les Mans. That's right. Les so we'll see you. We'll see you after the uh, the. Bye the, bye. The, adios. Bye. Adios. See you later, gentlemen. Bye. Adios.